So um, we're, we're in this series, um, Misunderstanding the Bible, and we, we've got a couple weeks left, this week and next week, and we've been, we've been five weeks, this is week six, in, part of, in this seven-part series where we, we're talking about the Bible. And, and I'm sure when we started and we said like, hey, we're, listen, church, we're going we're gonna to be talking about the Bible for seven weeks, it's easy to go, what are we going to talk about? Like I get a week or a two or three, but like how much is there that we can go? And I hope, I hope if you've been kind of tracking along with us, you've realized, wow, there really is so much to talk about. And, and like the depth of study with regard to the Bible, not just, not, the, not even the contents of it, but just simply what it is and, and, and how we should read it and how, like why we can trust it. So um, we'll do, we'll start by doing, we do this each week, just kind of a recap, just to kind of catch us up to where we've been. If you've been following along, uh, use this time to quiz yourself even right now as we think about like what we've talked about each week because we've had some kind of some key words each week each Sunday we've said here's kind of the key phrase the key word or words that you need to know so let's just see how how well you remember so week one I'll give you a second to think about it week one do you remember what we talked about we talked about the canon, right? And we talked about what the canon is. Not like canon, ball canon, but, but literally canon, like, like the canon of Scripture, which means the, kind of the bookends. Like this is a library of 66 books, and the canon is what we say when we say all of it together. And it's like, how do we know that this is the right, like these are the right books? We spent a whole Sunday talking about the canon. And then week two, if you remember this, we talked about uh, two, the two I words. They were inspiration and inerrancy and we talked about how the bible uh, is the inspired word of god and what does that mean and then we talked about its inerrancy that it is without error and what it what it writes and what it says and what it intends to say and like when the when the authors are writing down what they're writing with god's direction and the holy spirit they're doing so without mistake or error so what we concluded was this then means it is trustworthy and when you read your Bible, you're reading what God wants you to read. And then week three, we talked about another I word and then a, a larger word. We talked about illumination and, if you remember the next one, authority. And how the Holy Spirit's role in, in our lives is to help us understand and the theological word illuminate the scriptures, shine light on the scriptures so that we can understand it. And then we talked about authority, that the Bible has authority, that all of it is authoritative. And if you remember, this was the, the week that was maybe a little challenging for some of us, that it's all the Bible is authoritative, but not all of it is authoritative for us, that we are New Testament, New Covenant believers. And so a lot of the, like, the old covenant laws and that, that applied to Judaism and Islam and the laws of Moses, Jesus says, I've come to fulfill the law, and now I start a new covenant. So those laws, and remember we said this is good news. This is why we can eat pork and, and ham and why we can like wear clothes that are mixed media. Like all the kind of the laws that they had don't apply to us anymore, which is good news for us. It doesn't mean we, that they're wrong. It doesn't mean that we don't believe it. We believe all of it, but not all of it is authoritative for us. So we looked at and we said, if, if, the, Bible talk, if the Bible says it describes it, we learn from it. And if the New Testament, and especially Jesus, commands it, then we obey it. And then we talked about, 
week four, we talked about, if you remember this, uh, a couple words. The, the first was the three rules to interpreting Scripture. Do you remember the three rules? Here we go. Ready? They are? Yes. Context, context, context. That's probably all you're going to get out of these seven weeks is, well, how do, how do I read? Oh, context, context, context. And here's the deal. If that's all you get, that I consider a win. <laughs> it is that big of a deal. We talked about context and especially background, how we know, like, what is the historical background of a certain situation, like a certain text? Like, what's going on in their day, and how does that help bring meaning and help us understand and interpret it? And then last week, we talked about uh, uh, two more words. We talked about meaning and Genre, And we had some fun with that. And we talked about how do we determine, how do we understand what something means? And, 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 and I've said this, and I think maybe some of you, I'm, I'm, maybe, it's, maybe it's starting to kind of like seep into your soul um, to, to like maybe not overtly respond this way, but at least to think this way that when someone says, well, I think to me this verse means, or I think this means to me that, and your response should be, ready? Now, listen be gentle okay be gentle and and know your audience but your response m- at least my response is i don't care what you think it means i want to know what it means right and we talked about how we all have we it's so easy you know you're in your room doing a bible study with 10 people and you got 10 different meanings or understandings of a verse and they are all could potentially be wrong i want to know what it really means not what you think it means or you think it means or what you want it to mean or what you wish it meant or what you you hope it doesn't mean but what you think it should mean like i don't that's that's nice that's nice but i don't care i i don't want to know incorrect meanings lord i want to know what this means and then we talked about genre and we had some fun with this right because we, we looked at should we look at should we read and understand and take the bible literally and we said well that's not it's not entirely accurate to say, I read the Bible literally. Well, well, yes, when it's meant to be read literally, we read it literally. But there are plenty of passages, plenty of genres, entire books that, that aren't meant to be read literally because maybe it's symbolic or it's an allegory or it's a metaphor. And, and we looked at, you, we, don't, we don't read the Bible, we don't always read the Bible literally, but instead we read it literarily. You remember that? And we read it based on the literature, the genre of that book or passage. So when it's talking about symbolism, we don't, we don't, like, we don't literally think Jesus says he is a door. Like he's an actual physical door when he says, I am the door that the sheep must enter, or he's a gate, or that he's the, he's the bread of life. Or, or we looked at Revelation where it describes him as having a sword coming out of his mouth. We don't think of Jesus as like literally having a actual sword coming out of his mouth but instead we recognize that that's that it's symbolic and it's a it's 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 an illustration of a of another truth of something else so we read the bible literarily not literally okay that brings us to this morning now and and this morning we're answering this question what is the purpose of the bible and the, so the key word for us this morning, only one, you don't have to remember two now, one key word is purpose. We're going to talk about what is the reason for this. Like when we think about the Bible and, and all right, Lord, you, you gave us your word and, and through, uh, through dozens and dozens of authors 
over 1,500 years, and, and here we have this library, this library of, of history and poetry and prophecy and, and, and gospels about Jesus, and there's letters, and like it's full of all kinds of genre and, and, and truth and, and, and helpful living, but what is, if we were to say like, why did you give us this? What is that? What is the why to, to God, why do we have this? There's, there's been so many, listen, and there, there's no shortage of books trying to describe to you the why of the, of the scriptures. And, and, and to even, man, I don't, I, I want to be careful not to cast stones because I don't want I don't like to criticize, certainly not publicly, and so I won't even use names, but there's so many books about, like, your best life by Friday. And, and the Bible's job is to make sure you're living your best job, like, in five days. And, 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 the, and it's, it's like the whole entire thing is summed up to make sure that you have a better life. Is that the purpose of this? To make sure, like, by this weekend, you have your best life? You can find plenty of books on there. There's, there's, um, there's plenty of, again, I, 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 there, maybe there's value in this, but like we really make mistakes when we, when we boil down the Bible to these things. There are plenty of books on, on um, the, uh, the biblical diet plans as though the Bible is, is some sort of like diet instruction. It's just, I don't know if you guys know this, it's a very long cookbook. And, and, and again, like, it's not that that's necessarily bad, but like, do you think, do you think God's up there going, man, I want, you know, you know what the human race, what they really need, what they really need is a divine cookbook. And so I'm going to write the scriptures so that they know how to cook. Now, like, and, and maybe there's some value to that, I, I guess, but like, when, when you open the scriptures and if you're at what you're doing if you, what you're doing is you're reading this saying I just need to know a good diet plan you're reading it wrong this isn't about a diet plan a, a while back and I even got I admit I even got into this next one a little bit there a while back this is now uh, gosh this might be a few decades now this might be 15 20 years there was this um, there was this book that came out that talked about kind of a a secret understanding of the Bible and especially the apocalyptic writings, especially Revelation. And it was called, you remember this? The Bible Code. Do you remember the Bible Code? And this idea like that, that, they, would, that they would look at the, the Greek and the Hebrew, um, and spe- especially the Greek in the New Testament, and would look at and would count and come up with like special numbers and, and equations that were like in the text that were behind it that you, did, you wouldn't know if you were just reading, but, but they did the real work. And they come up with like specific codes secretly embedded in the language of the Bible and, and all of the numbers and here's what that means and here's why and, and sold a lot of books and, and I was one of them. I'm like, man, the Bible code. I didn't and then I started to realize like, wait, is that is that really the purpose of this? To have some secret me- like message that only now, 2,000 years later, has, fi- has like finally been uncoded. And for 2,000 years, people just didn't have this. Is that really the purpose 
of the Bible is this secret Bible code? Man. The Bible, so many times too, it's, it's like, it's a how-to of how-to, how to be a good person, how to be, uh, you know, a better, a better worker, how, how, to, how to raise your kids right. And I don't know if anyone's ever figured that one out, but like how, how to, how to have a better you, how to be a better you. And, and there's plenty of books on that. And listen, it's not that it's bad either. Like there are plenty of things where you say, man, like there's a lot in the Bible about self-improvement and bettering your life. But is that why God wrote this? I mean, honestly. Lord, what is the purpose of this? So let's look at it. This morning, we're going to look at the purpose, an and overall purpose, and then some kind of sub-purposes that, that kind of fit into the, the reason for all of it. So when you open the Scriptures, literally every time you open the Bible, you have this purpose in mind to say, all right, this is why I'm reading this. It isn't a new me by Friday or a, you know, a how-to or some special secret code. It's this, and it's plain, and it's simple, and it makes sense. And all right, Lord, as I read any passage, doesn't matter what it is, this is the purpose that I'm reading it for. Now, how many times, now here's the thing, like so many of us grew up being told that what the Bible said was sinful, was wrong, and should be avoided. Now, that is a true statement. There's plenty in the Bible about sin and, and, uh, and making sure that we, like, keep ourselves pure or at least, like, stay away from sin. But, listen, okay, ready? Is that the reason for it? Is the, like, if for us, what happens if the Bible just becomes like this great rule book of the do's and don'ts, what happens is we either walk away from it because we don't like this big rule book, or, or we, we have to, listen, and a lot of us have had to do this. You've had to unlearn some of these really, like, ingrained lessons in you that the Bible is all about all the stuff we can't do and you shouldn't do and what's wrong with people and all of those sinners and, 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 and how, who you should stay away from and, and even as I, as I talk about this you're like yeah that's what the Bible's about what's wrong with that no hold on we're going to have to unlearn some of the really really I think destructive damaging lessons that we've maybe been ingrained with I know personally a, a, a number of people friends of mine who have left the faith because their understanding of Christianity is it's just a bunch of rules set forth by hypocrites who can't even live them out. And they're not wrong. Because for them, that's what this is. It's just, they were taught, here's all the stuff you shouldn't do, and here's why. And it was beat over the head by them, but by people who did the very things they should, you said you shouldn't do. That's, if that's Christianity, that's why we have this so what we're left with is a, is a pile of, of preconceptions and misconceptions about not just the Bible, but about who God is. So let's, I hope this morning, we can clear up some of these like really, really damaging lessons that we've learned. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. I am not saying there's no such thing as sin and we shouldn't call out or address sin. Of course of course, that's a part of this. But listen, if that's all this is, then we missed it. If Christianity, listen, if Christianity for you, for me, 
is just simply, here's all the sins you should stay away from, I'm going to be honest, then I'm out. If that's all it has to offer, is all the don'ts, then I'm out. I don't want to, I don't want any part of that. What does that have to do with life? If that's all it is, then how, how is it good news? The gospel. If it's all the don'ts. So let's talk about this. The Bible is so much more. It's so much more than here's all the sins you should stay away from. And, and, and this is so often you watch on TV or interviews and like, especially I see this with like when they're interviewing pastors or something, they're trying to catch them and, and they'll say like, all right, do you believe this is a sin? What about this? All right, you, you think this is a sin. How could you say that this is wrong? How could you judge someone else? And, and what they're like, that, that shows this understanding of, well, listen, isn't Christianity just about like how everyone else is wrong and, and it's your job to somehow judge them? Oh man, what a bad rap the Bible has. The Bible, we could say this. The Bible is not a puzzle. It's a promise. It's not the Bible code that you have to unlock. It's not like what uh, so many people are tempted to do to make these connections and come up with some new understanding or theology and say like, this is just, uh, it, it's just elaborate puzzle and, and I've, God's given me the grace to figure it out and I'm gonna help show you and, and you're, hold on, hold on. It's, it's, it's really not that complicated. It's deep, but it's not, it's not like uh, some, some, some masterful puzzle that, that you can't figure out. Instead, it's a promise. The Bible is not a list of sins. But instead, it's God's love of sinners. This is the good news. It's not, here's all the stuff that you should stop doing. It's, here's all the stuff you should stop doing and you can't stop doing. And I know you can't stop doing it. So here's the deal. I'm going to send my son to, to literally live a, a perfect life and to die in your place and to save you from the very things that I know you can't stop doing. And then, and then I'm gonna give you the Holy Spirit and he's gonna empower you to over, overcome and, 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 and like to live out a new life in which you aren't now, you aren't handcuffed by those things. That's the good news. Ooh, it's not just here's all the don'ts. It's I'm gonna replace in you, I'm gonna put my spirit in you and empower you to live out the do's to withstand the don'ts and, I, and I'm going to bring forgiveness for the don'ts Ooh. the Bible is not self-help it's not your best life by Friday instead it's about self-realization it, it's, it's putting a spotlight on you to say here's who you really are here's what you're really like here's why you you not everyone else you me like I read, I read this and I say this is why I need to be saved there's enough people out there with all kinds of craziness going on. There's enough out in the world for us to worry about. Listen, I got to worry about me. Here's why I need to be saved. I need salvation. As much as all those sinners out there need salvation, guess what? So do you. So do I. The Bible is about understanding my need for a Savior. The Bible is not a science book. It's a spiritual book. Though we can read this and say, man, we can pull out some, some scientific evidences for the world that we've just now maybe, maybe discovered in the like, recent decades, and we realize, wow, thousands of years ago, they're already describing it, even though they don't really understand the scientific properties of how this works. Like, 
It's in there, and, and we can discuss that. But listen, the purpose of this, the purpose of this is not so you would have, like, God's view of science. Do you know what God's view of science is? You ready for this? It's science! He's the one who created it. Like, who put all the laws of physics in the world who created them? Like, it's not like God is against science. He's like, you, you know, I kind of created it all. <laughs> like, like, all of that is my work. The goal of this isn't to be a science book. It's a spiritual book. Though there's science in it. The, the Bible is not a history book. Though there's history in it. Instead, ready for this? It's a book about his story. That's cute, right? It's good. It's not a history book. It's a story about him. It's, saying, him saying, it's God saying, I'm going to give you a book. And it's about my story. It's about the story of my people. And the story about this Messiah that's going to come and, and how I'm going to carry this out through all people, like to, uh, to, through my specific people, that he's going to be a blessing to everyone and, and bring about the good news for everyone. This is the story of how I'm going to save the world. Anyone, anyone who, whosoever, whoever, whosoever comes to me, I will save. And here's the story about how I do that. Ooh. It's not just history that we read this and say, wow, that's, that's an interesting lesson. It's so much more. So what is the purpose of the Bible? Ready? Here it is. We'll look at a number of passages today, but, but here we go. Right out the gate. This is the thing when you open the Bible, you say, all right, Lord, this is why you wrote it, and this is what you want me to grow in. This is what you want me to understand as I read this sitting down right now, whatever the passage is. Here it is. Ready? The Bible is written so that you could know God. It's not that you could have, a, you know, a, a, a biblical understanding of X, Y, Z, or, or that you can have a better, uh, like, the better you by this weekend, or, like, how to fix your spouse. Like, though, you know, there's some good advice in there. Let's be honest. Some of us are just beyond help, right? It's just not gonna, and, and like, try as we may. <laughs> but it's, like, you don't open the Bible and you go, man, I just want this to do this thing. Here it is, ready? God wrote this. God wrote this. Not for a diet plan, not for a Bible code, not for, like, here's the history, not for science. Here it is, ready? Because I want you to know me. You open this book up to say, Lord, I want to get to know you more. I want to understand you. I want to understand how, you, how you've done things in the past and how you say you will continue to do things. That this, this is, is learning about someone, not about something. When you open the Bible, it's not just like, here's all the do's and don'ts. It's, all right, here's, here's the author of everything, of life, and here's what he says. And this reflects on him. And so getting to, I, I, like, I read this so that I can know God. When your mind shift, mindset shifts in this area, it changes everything because you're not opening the Bible to, like, to, to learn a new like, self-help technique. It's not that you open the Bible and say, all right, Lord, I need help in this area, so can you just fix this? Or I, here's a verse about that one thing, and I, I'm just going to, through my own strength and willpower, I'm going to try and make this work. No, no, no. Ready? When you open the Bible, you say, God, I want to know you more. I, I, I read this to deepen my understanding and my relationship with you. That changes your focus. It's no longer just something you check off to say like, all right, check i did my duty i read my bible today instead it's lord i i want to learn something new about you today or remind me of something that i totally just i didn't even realize 
I'm going to start my day with a with a, a deeper, better understanding of you. Listen, I'm telling you, you start doing this, it changes what your life looks like. So look at this, Joshua chapter one. Let's look at, at why we say the Bible is written so that you can know God and, and what authors in the past, and there's so many verses, we don't have near the time to go over all of them, but we'll, we'll select some of them. Here's what Joshua says. So Joshua, in chapter one, Joshua was to take over from Moses. Um, he was the general. He was supposed to be now lead, the, lead God's people like Israel, like Moses is now gone. Joshua, you're the guy and you're supposed to take him to the promised land. And, and like, it's overwhelming now. Like you, you're following Moses. Like you talk about following the guy right Moses was the guy like I don't know if if you've ever like in your job um, maybe you followed someone or took over for someone else who was who was loved who was cherished and and it's more than that it wasn't just Moses is loved and cherished Moses literally wrote the book (laughs) like he wrote the how-to book for whatever your job and whatever your role is you're following the guy who wrote the rules like who god spoke to him and said write this down this is what i want you're going to lead the people he dies and they're like all right you're the guy you're supposed to take over what how am i possibly gonna follow that here's what joshua was told be strong and very courageous listen joshua don't shrink back here don't be nervous don't be scared be careful here's the deal ready to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you do not turn from it to the left or to the right or to the left stay straight on this path that you may be successful wherever you go and here it is ready keep this book of the law always on your lips meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and successful here's what here's what the Lord literally tells Joshua as he's taken over hey here's what I want you to do ready just just read and think about and follow the book this is how you know what it means to to lead my people and to know me ready you gotta be in my book i had moses write it write down this book of the law for you now here's the deal don't go left don't go right you stay in it don't get away from the book psalm 119 the uh, the longest psalm in the scriptures it it talks about um specifically about the bible about god's word over and over and over here it it starts in verse 9 about this it says this how can a young person stay on the path of purity here you go ready by living according to your word i seek you with all my heart do not me stray from your commands i have i have hidden your word in my heart that i might not sin against you the Bible is not like something that you just open up and say, all right, I'll just read it and learn a few things, or, oh, that's nice. For him, for the, this, like this psalmist is writing down, he's, listen, I, this, this is how I know you, and, and this is how I understand you. This is how I stop from, like, sinning against you. I've hidden your word in my heart. Like, I meditate on this. I live according to your word. Paul, New Testament now, Paul writes this in Ephesians chapter 1. He starts off his letter to Ephesians. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and here's why, so that you may know him better. Here's why I'm writing this. Here's my prayer for you, that he would continue to reveal himself with the spirit of wisdom so that you get smarter? No. So that you become a better person? No. So that you know him better.
John 17, Jesus says this. This is, this is maybe one of the larger paradigm shifts that we can ever go undergo. He says this, now this, he's talking about eternal life. John 17, and he says this, now this is eternal life. Ready? Not that you live forever. That you know. That they know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. This is eternal life. Ready? That you know God. That you know him. Like you have personally in a relationship, you know him. So God, for us, all right, the Bible's written so that we can know God. It, it, th- that's like to sum it up. This is what he writes so that we can know him. Now, what is it? What are the main things God wants us to know about him from his word? All right, here we go. There's three. The first one is this. The Bible brings us to a point of faith. The first thing, like, of all the purposes God wants to, I I want you to know me, and here's what I want you to know about me, that I'm writing this so that you will come to faith, at least a point of of a decision of placing your faith. The the Bible is, is a catalyst for placing faith in God. John 20, it says this. John is literally, he's like summing up his gospel. Here's why I wrote this. Ready? But these are written, here it is, that you may believe. I'm writing this that you may believe you may put faith in and that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name John is literally saying I'm writing this all of these things I wrote down so that not so you can understand and and say like wow that's a what a great moral teacher what a good like some of the stuff he says is really really life changing and, and it changes society and the world and if we would just all adopt some of the teachings no 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 that's not good enough what he says is, I'm writing these down not to show that Jesus was a, a good teacher, though he was. Of course he was. He was so much more. He says, I'm writing this, ready? That you may believe in him. That you put your faith in him. John 5, now going back to the beginning of the gospel, we see this. Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life that that there's a all right lord i've read your words i've heard your words and he says great that's a good start now ready here you go ready now do you believe them you've you've heard my words and you believe in me that person he says "Ooh, that person will have eternal life and not be judged they've crossed over from death to life paul writes in romans he says consequently faith how does faith come it comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the words about christ the point of the bible is not some secret message it's not some like new faith or like if you ever like this seems to happen all the time that like writers come up with you know new books about the secret gospel or the hidden message listen if that is the case i'm telling you you should you should read it with a kind of a raised eyebrow with oh really now we have a secret message that like no one knew before and and you discovered it or or is it that that we literally have the words of jesus so that we can put our faith that that it's it's just it's plain and easy and simple to understand the Bible brings us to a point of faith. Here's the second thing. The Bible gives us hope 
that what's next is better than what was. The Bible gives us, a, 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 the, the, one of the purposes of the Bible is the point of faith to say, this is where you've you got to make a decision here. And then another purpose, a subsequent, is the Bible gives us hope that, that literally what's next, like what's in our future, will be better than what's in our past. And it doesn't mean like tomorrow future, but, but literally like in the end, that like the, the end of all things will be so much better than what we've been through and experienced. The Bible is about hope. And hope, hope is, is what we all want. It, it's more than that. I don't know if you've thought much about this. Um, you, don't, you, you probably don't really think about hope until it's gone. And then it's the only thing you think about. That, that we don't just want hope, but we need hope. In fact, we could say this. That the opposite of hope, hopelessness, is perhaps the worst state of being we can imagine. Like you and I, we can go through much. You, we can look at the history of people and civilization and, and people's experiences in the worst of all places. And, and somehow they can survive and get through it. And, and they'll say, it's because, because I had a hope about what's next. And, and there's something like a hope that this will get better. This is, this is temporary. This isn't forever. And, and so like, I can get through this, whatever the this is, because I'm, I'm looking forward to the next, whatever that is. Now, for those who can't do that, here's what happens. Hopelessness is one of the things, maybe the leading thing that, that leads to suicide or at least attempted suicide. That when you lose hope, you lose everything. That those who, who lose hope, who, who say uh, either, either things can't or won't get better, they literally, quite literally, lose the will to live. Hope is that essential for us for those who have taken their lives or attempted to hope had been extinguished it will never get better than this so I'll just end it one of the greatest novelists of, maybe of all time uh, Dostoevsky he says this totally without hope one cannot live to live without hope is to cease to live so how does the Bible speak of hope? Because it has a lot to say about hope. Here's what we see in, in Romans 15. It says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the Scriptures and the, the encouragement they provide, here it is, ready? This is why. We might have hope. That everything we read, everything that was written here, that it's, it, one of its goals is to provide us with hope. That, that things are, really are, going to get and be better. That in the end, it is really God who wins. And for those who, like, who are with Him, like, He takes us with Him. We win with Him. We read the Bible, and what we, what we see are messages of hope. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians, we remember before our God and Father, your work produced faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I, I, I think it's safe to say this, that you and I will rarely, may probably never experience the, the kind of persecution and struggle the early Christians experienced. 
I, I mean, this is their life, ready? At any moment, the Romans could come in and take you or your family and, and, and ask you, are you a Christian? And if you said yes, all right, come with us. And your life and the lives of your family is over. That's it. And, and for a lot of them, like, like we're publicly killed for their faith. And, and here's what they do. They, here's what they do. Ready? They endured through it. They endured through it. And how can you do this? How can you? Like if, if all of a sudden our government started coming, plucking us off one by one and taking us, at, at a some point, here's what, here's what I know you would want to do. Let's start an uprising. Hey, we got to fight back. I got a few guns. I'll get some more. And, and, and our natural inclination would be, hey, we have to resist and fight this. And, and that's a, it makes sense. That makes sense. And here's what we saw they did. Ready? They followed Jesus even harder. They're losing their lives and the lives of their loved ones. And it's as, as hard as you can imagine. And here's what Paul says to them. Listen, here's, here's, I know what you're going through. I know. And he knows because he was one of the guys who did the killing of Christians. And he says this. That God produced this work of faith in you, this, this labor, this work that was prompted by love and your endurance. Here it is. Here's how you endured. You were inspired by the hope we have in Jesus. Ooh. This is not just some, some hope that, you know, hey, maybe next week will be better. This was a, a greater hope. J.I. Packer, uh, one of the great theologians who's written a number of wonderful books, um, his book, Knowing God, is probably, probably should be on the bookshelf of every, of every Christian. If you've never read that, if you don't even know what that is, you, you're like, I wish I could go to Amazon right now and order it for you. Like, Knowing God by J.I. Packer, um, he writes this. As God the Father is a God of hope, so his incarnation, Jesus of Nazareth, crucified, risen, reigning, and returning, is a messenger, means, and mediator of hope. He goes on to say, The Bible is, from Genesis to Revelation, a book of hope. A hope about God is going to right all wrongs. And it might not be today or tomorrow or in our lifetime, but he promises to right all wrongs. Gives us hope. So the Bible is about bringing us to a point of faith. It's about giving us hope that what's next is better than what was. And the third, the Bible grows us in our love for God and our love for others. Now, we're not going to spend much time on here because uh, I have a little kind of a little teaser here in a second. But the greatest focus of the Bible is love. Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians. And now these three remain. Ready? Here it is. You see if you, if you see a pattern here. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these, he says, is love. That though these are the three focuses, that they're not all equal. He says, listen, if there's one that has kind of like, like that, that overarches or, or like is the umbrella over all of them, the greatest of them is love. This is that important. The reason God wrote this so that you can know him, and, and here's why. Ready? Because of love. 
Because God is love and, and he loves us and he wants us to love him and he wants, to know, he wants us to know how much and how and why and, and what he did to show us that he loves us. Jesus talks about this and sums up the entire Bible with a statement about love. And, and this, is, this passage is now is going to be what the, our next series that we talk about in just a few weeks after we get through, after we like complete kind of our study of the Bible. We're jumping into a new series about this next passage here's what we read in matthew 22 hearing that jesus had silenced the sadducees the pharisees got together they don't like this guy he made he made our he made these sadducees these other religious scholars look bad so let's let us figure out how we can trap him one of them an expert in the law tested him with this question all right teacher which is the greatest commandment in the law what's the greatest commandment jesus rabbi teacher of all the things of all the laws what's the best one right all right we got him because like whatever he says we can now refute and we've we've at least cornered him here's what he says jesus replied love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind this is the first and greatest commandment and the second hey i didn't ask for a second no i'm going to tell you and the second is like it ready love your neighbor as yourself all of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments now we're not going to jump into this because um, in two weeks we're starting a brand new series we're calling the jesus creed and it's about this passage we'll look at this at mark's understanding of it and uh, matthew's understanding and then mark gives us some additional insight and listen listen i'm telling you like this, this series we're in about misunderstanding the Bible I think has been helpful and, and like paradigm shifting maybe for, for a lot of us this next one will be like it will be no less of an aha moment that this, this greatest commandment which we think is like really kind of straightforward and simple it is, there's so much more in this than just simply oh well love, love God and love other people well, well yes well yes but Jesus is doing some incredible, like some incredible, like re-altering of, of like our understanding of theology in this one statement. Now, I won't tell you anymore because you got to come back because we're going to spend some time digging into this particular passage. It is, I promise you, it is much deeper than you think it is. So if we're going to sum up this morning, here it is, ready? To know the Bible better is to know God better. If the purpose of Scripture is to know God, then knowing the Bible more, like knowing the Bible better, is, means knowing God better. So, so here's the deal. For you and for me, to answer this question, how do I get to know God? I want to I deepen my relationship. I want to go, I want to know, know God. I want to grow in my faith. Wonderful. I, I get these questions a lot, and they're great questions. And I'm, when people ask, or like, hey, what do I do next? Awesome. That, that is the, the right question you should be asking how do I grow in my faith more how do I know him more here it is ready to know God more I need to know the Bible more well I, I understand but how, what else can I do no 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 nope. there's not what else can I do imagine imagine your spouse uh, um, you're getting to know your spouse when you're dating and so you're not married yet and you're just trying to get to know them and you say hey um, 
by the way, if you're, if you're dating, you should to- or, or you want to start dating, you should totally try this. Um, and, and you create, you create just, you know, just a real quick, you know, like a 10-page application. <laughs> and, and in this application, you ask all the questions you want to ask. Like you're just getting, you know, the first date, second date, third date, all out of the way. You're just like, here they go. Okay, write all, the, fill all this out. And then I'll even decide like if this is even worth it. You see how this could be helpful, right? Like su- super practical, by the way. Um, and, and you come up with all these questions and they say, all right, all right, fine. You are, listen, you are so awesome and incredible and attractive. I will fill out your application. And you're like, Phew. Yeah, heck yeah, you will. Okay. And, and they fill it out and they write down all this stuff and you're asking about their family background and what they want and like their greatest dreams and like what they want for family and how that, like what their career looks like and what the, like, like what kind of dogs they like. You're listening to everything. And here it is. Here's everything that I want you to know about me. It's 10 pages of it. And you get it and you say, all right, now, if I read this, if I read this, I'm gonna learn like everything I need to know about them. All right, hey, have you read, my, have you read my, my intro to myself yet? No, it's, it's a little long. I don't really have the time to read it. Can I just get to know you? Well, well yeah, but, but I, like, I gave you everything. Like, listen, I've, I've shared with you stuff that I haven't shared with anyone. I wrote it all down for you. You know, I'm not a great reader. You're not a... So you don't want to... You don't want to know me? You don't want to get to know more about me? I, I spent all that time. I spent all that time telling you everything you need to know about me. I know, but is there anything else? Is there anything else you could do? <laughs> Listen, not only, not only is that unwise, but it is offensive to say, I, "Listen, if we, if we, if we focus this on, on the Lord, He says, I, I, I wrote down everything I want you to know. It's trustworthy." Like the process to get it was, was, was long and difficult and people literally died. People like gave their lives so that you could have the scriptures. And in it, not only that, I'm gonna give you the Holy Spirit and he's gonna help you understand it. And, 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 and like when you read this, it's not about like how-tos and tips. It really is how you get to know me. So here it is. And, and, and by the way, it's like in any language you can think of. There's no, there's no excuse to, to say like, oh, I don't, I don't have this. All right, I'll even give you different versions of it. Some are a little bit like easier to read. Some are much more accurate and it's kind of like, all right. And listen, take your pick. I want you to know me. And I wrote, I, I spent all of human history working to give you this. And you say, yeah, but is there anything else I can do instead? anything like that's a lot of work to read words on a page and and so many times and i i don't i I probably should back off because i don't want you to feel bad i really don't but i do want you to understand that that your understanding of who god is it really is dependent on in your understanding of this this is that important god's written down everything for us Here's who I am. Here's what I'm like. 
Here's what my people are like. Here's what I, how I want my people to live. Here's my son and what he did for you and, and why and how he died. And, 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 and I'm also giving you the Holy Spirit. And, and like, here's what he's going to do. And all of it is, and I, I raised up these people, these servants and these apostles to write stuff down and say, this is what I want you to do. This is how you should live. And I wrote it all down for you. And we say, man, but I, listen, Lord, I really do want to follow you. I really do but I just don't like to read. And he says, oh, man. Then I guess you really don't want to know me more. If, if, what, if this is true, and, and by the way, it is, that the purpose of the Bible is so that you can know him, then when you say, I'm, I'm, I don't want to read it or it's too difficult, and, and I understand the difficulty issue, we can address that. What you're saying is, Lord, I really don't want to know you more that much. Like the barrier of me reading my Bible is greater than my desire to know you. Ooh. Like you you shouldn't read the Bible really out of guilt. Like, oh, I I just feel really bad. But, But for those of, like, listen, if you really do want to know God more, this is it. To know God more. I need to know the Bible more. So here's what we're going to do. Next week, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge every single one of us to, uh, to commit to a Bible reading plan. And I'm going to give you options. We're going to make this like really user-friendly and easy for you. But I want you to be thinking about it now and then this the whole week to say, all right, can I commit to that? Do I want to? And, and, and by the way, I'm not asking you to say, I'm going to read you know, uh, for f- you know, uh, two hours a day. I understand. That's, that's like... That's a big ask. But, but listen, can you read five? To know God more. Can you read 12? Can you read, like, there, we're gonna make it. We're, I promise you, it will be. Whether you've got like a ton of experience or no experience at all, and you're like, man, I haven't read the Bible. I, I couldn't even tell you where my Bible currently is. I know it's in my house, but oh, it's been so long, I don't know. All right, it, this will be easy enough for you to say, I can, even I, can start regularly reading my Bible. So would you do this? Would you stand up? We're going to pray. And then we're going to worship here together. And, and I want you to think about, like, all right, Lord, this really is, if, if reading the Bible really is how I know you more, then, then maybe, 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 for the first time in a long time, I'm going to commit to reading my Bible. Or if you're reading the Bible to say, all right, I'm going to commit to reading it more. Will you pray with me and then we'll worship. Lord, thank you for your word and, and what, it, what it is and what it means to us. Help us to understand that it's not about learning scientific breakthroughs or, or just reading it as a textbook or a history book or, or a how-to journal or a, how to make yourself better. It's, not, it's none of those things that the Bible really is about knowing you. So help us know you more by knowing our Bible more. We thank you, Lord. We worship you. Praise in Jesus' name.